Welcome to Absolute Comics. After a three-week break, we have returned. Uh, yeah. My name is Benny. I'm known as the Comic Story, and that guy over there is Sal from Comic Pop. Say hi, Sal. Yep. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is an awkward episode, guys. It's an awkward time in the world. It's an awkward <laughs> time to be alive. It's yeah. We are all quarantined in our houses. So in today's episode, it's a weird. I have there, there, there that I'm looking. So there's a lot going on in front of me. This is not our normal setup. I have no production team. All this is making me realize is I don't need a production team. And Dan and Gary are going to be fired about two weeks. <laughs> yeah, they have no idea unless they're watching the show. No, they have no idea. So, um, yeah. Sal, yeah. how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, you know, I'm just enjoying my quarantine like everybody else probably. Uh, although... You know, I have the benefit of working from home, not having to worry about like going out and and, and fighting for my paycheck. Uh, you know, it's yes. like, there are a lot of people I know who like work in retail or in the customer service industry, and it's like, what are they going to do? Yeah, well, I'm it's just exactly. So it. Thankful I don't have to worry about that. It's just like, but I feel so bad because it's like they're screwed. I one hundred percent agree with you on that. Um, real quick, guys, we're gonna, is it going to be a little more off the cuff episode? We're going to talk about what happened over the last three weeks, how, how the uh, coronavirus is affect or COVID-19 is affecting the comic book industry, and yeah. a few things that have happened in recent comic books in general, um, but it's going to be a little more off the cuff, a little, there's not, we don't have the production team, Sal's got the list in front of him, and I can't see it because it's covered up by stuff. <clears throat> it's so, true. So when we're done, like, talking to each other, we'll we'll throw up some more uh, some more topics. I mean, unless you want to just, do you want me to go down the list of the topics right now? No, 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 I said we just kick it off, though, because I, I the biggest topic we have to talk about is... COVID-19. I mean, right. everything is all crazy out of whack because of COVID-19. Um, I 100% agree with you. Like, fortunately for me, I work from home. So right. this was literally just going, hey, production team, don't bother coming to the house because Natalie doesn't want to get sick. Yeah. But I know a lot of friends that I've said, if you need help, let me know. Like, I got some savings and stuff. We could, we could all try to make it work. But I have a lot of friends who are dealing with the exact same thing. It's like anyone in the service industry... Anyone who's dealing with uh, like uh, the gym, uh, the guys yeah. who work at the gym, they're closed now. Anybody I know that works in a bar, like all these people who rely on tips and daily business, even moving dine-in to just being delivery, how are the servers supposed to get their money? It's just not gonna. Yeah. They're just not getting any money. So and what are they going to do? America's not prepped at all to help this many people. They're like, oh, uh, like Colorado put it in a statement. They're like, well, we got a, we got some emergency funding from the government. So we'll use it to help back the servers who are out of work. I was like, I don't think you will. I don't, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't buy it. No, yeah. I, I really don't. Yeah. I, well, and then there's like, it, it's, it's really, it's across the board screwed because it's like people can't make money. So they can't pay the people to you know allow them to occupy space you know or pay the electric company like everybody's just gonna have to literally go okay well march is screwed we're all just gonna take a loss on march like i'm not gonna pay rent you're not gonna get rent you know we're just gonna leave the lights on and the water going and we're all just pick up again in april and see what happens you know what the problem with that is sal yeah, I don't think that everyone's just going to be like, well, I guess we're not going to have any money to pay each other. So I guess we're not going to bother with that. I don't know what's happening simply because, uh, I mean, Kevin, one of our editors just had cancer and literally, he literally was out of work for one month. And their response yeah. is, well, you have to figure it out. Right. Like, well, we're going to need our money. Yeah. Like, you couldn't even give any leeway, work on any kind of a plan. I doubt that with this many people, I don't see companies just be like, or, or apartment complexes and shit being like, don't worry about it. I'm waiting. No, I. I'm thinking because there are so many people, we may actually see some a some accidental or incidental humanity out of this. Because it's like with Kevin, I, I feel for him. That's horrible. But he's one person. But True. if all of the like if everybody had that problem, they'd be like, well, all right, we we can't get blood from a stone. There's no one's getting like there's no compensation. Yeah. You know, like, no, no, no one, one has is, money. You can't go to friends to get money because Unlike normal circumstances, your your, fr your friends and family don't have money. Like they don't have money either. Like exactly. Like I, I you know, you're not going to make up for it by kicking people out. Like the people you're going to bring in to occupy that space, they're broke too. Yeah, yeah. And they can't even leave to move in. So you're just you're just emptying buildings and ruining any good faith you might have with any of your businesses. So it, it, it's, I wonder, it's if, I wonder if anybody's just going to waive rental fees for the month. I'm hoping that's the case. I'd like to see that. I mean, like, it doesn't affect me, 
but I would like to see it across the board because I know many people, everyone I know yeah. has some kind of rent that they need to pay. And it would be nice for them to go, yeah, we're just going to, we're, we're just going to call, like I said, we're just going to call a mulligan for March. Like we'll, we'll get, we'll revisit it like after tax time. Did you see the IRS announcement today? No, I didn't. What's going on? They pushed back all taxes and payments to the IRS till June 15th. You don't, yes! have to, you don't have to file until June 15th, and anything oh. you owe is not due until June 15th. That's awesome, because I do owe, and I have to file, and <laughs> so that's terrific. All right. Yeah, they made that announcement today, uh, and what they and, and you know, I got I got that from my CPA. They're like, yeah, we're still going to move forward like normal, because some of you got refunds yeah. coming back, and I'm like, I don't, <laughs> so yeah, you take your time on that. Exactly. No, that's the thing. I have no refund coming to me. I have only a deficit. But also, if the IRS is admitting defeat, if the IRS is like, all right, we're, let's, let's, let's treat people like human beings, maybe... They're not even pushing it back. By, they're giving everyone two more months to come up with, like... I know, that's, that's, that's unheard of. I love it. So, and, and, and that's just the due date. So, meaning you could still file for an extension. They're still accepting yeah. those like normal. That's amazing. So it's like you can extend it actually further, probably into like September, October. Yeah, it's like guarantee they're they're, they're going to be like, we'll, we'll work with you because you got to pay us, but we know you don't have money. That's the thing. Like you can't get blood from a stone. You got like uh, if you want to get paid, you got to play ball. Especially if everybody's screwed. So because you're not going to be able to say like, well, I got most of my money, so it's just you. So I'm just going to put those screws to you. Like no, everyone's everyone's out of everyone's on their ass. So come on. Let's let's be human beings about this. I, but the, see, they're not well. Okay, so that brings us to I guess we could do this as our first topic. Then the comic book store reaction, right? Yeah, the comic book store reaction is very interesting. Uh, the comic book industry is very interesting. I, I I would assume that as far as the creative side, the comic book like industry side, you know, like the publishers and on down to the creators, there's no interruption of service. No, well, why would there be? I mean, exactly. But it's the local comic book stores that are going to be heavily affected by this. And I hate to say it, I've been as a very clean ones. I've also been as a very dirty ones. And comic book stores in general, gaming stores, where I go play Magic, where I go play D&D, you don't want to touch anything. <laughs> no, you, you really can't go to your comic book store because it's literally only tactile. You are going in there, you're grabbing wall books with your grubby, disgusting hands, you're opening them up, you're sneezing into them, you're closing them back up, putting them on the shelf. You're going through back issues bins. Not only have those been touched by you or your friend who has COVID-19, but <laughs> the tens of thousands of people who touched them for the last 20 to 30 years. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I, the other day I was actually at, I think it was, yeah, I was at a comic book store and I'm going through the back issues and I'm like, what am I doing? And I like <laughs> thoroughly washed my hands to and, and use some hand sanitizer. I'm like, these are back, these are back issues books. There's no plastic on them. There's nothing. It's just, it's just, it's just swimming with disease. I got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you got to do that. And it's yeah. what's, what's, what's funny is in, the, in that regard. Okay. So sure. Uh, you can get ahead of that. And some retailers are. In fact, I saw that uh, Scott Snyder was retweeting and I think Josh Williamson was too. Uh, people being like, if you have a store that's doing curbside pickup, tell me who they are and I'll retweet them. I'll let that, I'll let everybody know. I've noticed because, a lot of stores are doing that. They're doing this curbside pickup thing as a counteractive yeah. way to do this. I'm mm -hmm. all for this. Like, I think it's a great idea. Cause like, let's be real here. The majority of income for comic book stores is not foot traffic and randos going like, I saw the recent bloodshot movie. How about me grabbing some bloodshot? No, it's about people with pull lists and reserve orders. Yeah. So if you got to get those pull lists to the people who ordered them, and in fact, maybe it might be even better than ever before to get the people who owe money on their pull lists to get them because now it's like, you're calling them. You go like, yo, come to the store. It's in a sealed bag. The, the, bear, the, 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 the people through which these comics are going is like, literally it's diamond. It's the, it's the printer goes to diamond. Diamond puts it in a box. The box goes to the retailer. Retailer opens up. <laughs> no one's opening, going to the store. The retailer puts those into a bag. The bag goes to you, the consumer, right? That's it. And it's, a, I think it's an immaculate system. I think that's a system that should be going on like in blizzards, in like pandemic, like no matter what states of emergency, as long as the, as long as the mail is working, you should be able to get your comics no matter what. I, no, I 100% agree with you on that one. It, I, I do. 
It's interesting because I feel like like local comic book stores already deal with a lot of problems. I mean, that, Ex- that's a well-known It's already thing. a hard time. You're, you're talking about an industry that everyone I know says is dying. And then you're talking about like, oh, how about we throw a monkey wrench in the deal? You can't go to the store. It's it's re- I mean, it's times like this that I'm kind of happy that I've shifted over to mostly digital at this point. Oh, yeah, but I still time. go buy stuff in my local comic book store. I do. I mean, I shop at local comic book store probably at least once a week. So and I get all my books digitally. So I'm only getting like back issues and stuff and trades physically. Right. Um, but yeah, the, the what's what's funny is for me, I'm hopeful you know, we've, we've, we've talked about this and I mentioned this on another show, but like we've talked about this, um, this, this whole like, uh, we hope that the, if we get any good out of this, it's, um, it's we're recognizing forward progress the way that we should have like 10 years ago where it's like, hey, it turns out if you work at a desk in an office, you probably don't need an office at all. You could probably do it all from home. Like, hey, guess what? It turns out everyone can telecommute. Well, it's funny because that's been a big push for years. To get yeah. people out, get people are happier at home. Most of all, like it's good exactly. to have They're an office because people need that. Yeah, yeah, and it's like most of the time businesses have been like, "Well, I'm justifying it by saying like, no, I want to have a nice big office. I want to have look at all the people I manage." And it's like, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter, and you would save money if you didn't have to have all this like space for people. Yeah. And now that we're in this situation, hopefully, it's teaching companies going like, "Man, look at this. Hell, it'd be nice if they were to hire some." Uh, some consulting firms to actually measure productivity right now during the quarantine to go, well, based on your numbers from like six months ago versus now productivity went up 208%, you know, like (laughs) to be literally able to say, and I'm getting um, the comic book thing is, is, is leading into this because it's like, hopefully now we can finally admit to ourselves. If you work at a desk, you probably don't need to go to the office. And wouldn't that be nice? Because not only does that help with, you know, spreading disease, but it also helps with pay, saving money for you on the corporate side, saving money on the 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 like workers side. It increases the level of happiness and comfort for the worker, and even better, it reduces the amount of people out there doing the commute, which makes things more comfortable for people who actually do have to commute. And it helps with the environment because there's fewer cars on the road. Like it, it helps. I was about to ask that because you board. and I don't drive anywhere. I wonder no, if we don't in my- our chat because guys, this show is filmed live every Thursday or every Tuesday. At yeah. uh, about 4.30 p.m. Eastern is when we go live? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> no, forgot about I, that because uh, we yeah. forgot to mention that at the beginning of the episode. It's such a weird episode. Um, but everyone yeah. in our chat right now, I want, I'm curious. Do you guys, like anybody who has to commute, because there's still some people who have to commute. Are the roads that much emptier and better and it's so much interesting? Yeah, I'd like to know that because everybody I know, you know, in, on my, in my team, Ben has to commute. He's sick right now. So I, I'm not going to see him for a long time, but. Oh yeah. You're not. Is he called? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he has a cold. Uh, he called the, the, the doctors. They say that none of the symptoms he has are analogous to COVID-19. So he's probably not to have to worry, but in any case, uh, Ethan, he commuted, but he works, you know, at a desk. So they were like, well, you're doing everything remotely now. And so he's fine. But with Ben, right. he has to commute and he has a long commute, like 25 minutes. So, uh, Yeah. I'm hopeful that like it's alleviating some of that, and wouldn't it be nice to do that permanently? Our chat says that it's super empty out there. Mm. Uh, Metal Mike in our chat says he works for FedEx. Still a lot of people out there, but a lot of other people say it's very empty around everywhere. So okay, all right, that's great. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's terrible because it means like you know, the, it, it's terrible if you make your money in a conventional way through like the system operating normally. But if you let's say just hate traffic and don't want to go to work, then I guess things are going pretty good. I wonder what the 405 at LA looks like. 405 LA right now. Because it'd be at roundabouts getting on. Yeah, it's three hours early. It's 225. So it's about rush hour time because the LA is a a nightmare. Yeah. It's a rat's nest. Getting closer there. For the first time ever, it's not red the entire 405. <laughs> it's mostly That's orange. That's amazing. <laughs> they're I mean, still moving at an average rate of like 30 miles an hour, but they're oh, sure. moving, which is an improvement. Oh, big time. That's better than any time I've been to LA, which is <laughs> m- multiple times now. Uh, yeah, so I'm hopeful that's the case, but with, when it comes to the comic book industry... Um, 
I would love it because, you know, uh, when you see when you talk about comic book numbers and sales, like how, how many how, how's Marvel doing in terms of sales monthly? How's this book doing monthly? Uh, you know, how, how is, can you track, well, you know, searches for creators and whatnot? The only data that the average person all the way up to the door at any publisher, like literally from any walk of life up until you're actually in the building and work for the analytics department is a website that was invented in like 1995 called Comicron. That's your only reference point or the numbers that like Diamond gives you. So it's all controlled and protected by the companies that actually have a vested interest in controlling and protecting their own interests. Right. So it's like, you don't know what the numbers are, but even when it comes to that kind of data that is pretty scarce for physical sales, the data for digital sales is entirely empty. Nobody well, I, I wonder if they're going to be like, we have to pull the digital sales finally. That's what I'm saying is yeah. that like, we're finally, and when I say we, probably only the companies themselves, but at least we're going to get real sales figures and data from the digital sales because they're not they're not going to go okay we sold 5000 copies of batman this month <laughs> just just on their own selfish bottom line when they have to return their investors or talk to their like corporate corporate overlords and say like hey how did batman do this month normally it sells about like 80 to 100,000 copies a month how are we doing uh you know you're not going to want to say 5000 you're going to want to say the like the real number or the highest number possible and so you're going to need to pad it up with with digital and hey if you're going to pad those numbers now anyway wouldn't it be great to pad the numbers now as they're low so that when comic book stores can open again and you can add those numbers back into it it's a surge the comic book industry isn't dying it's thriving it tripled the amount of sales we normally do right. are you kidding me like it it, it it makes perfect sense to me to release the data for digital sales and incorporate them into the overall sales because listen digital's here to stay it's not going anywhere it is preferenced for a lot of people us included because we need the space yeah uh, that's and, what it comes down to with me is space and, and convenience it's just like i need to know what happened in the latest book boom i got it it's on my phone right now i, I mean people were telling me they're like oh if you're gonna do flash forward finale did you grab the epilogue and i'm like epilogue but the record the epilogue is nothing but basically establishing where wally west is right now Okay. But I was able to download it and look at it on the fly, like while sitting on the couch and just go, oh, yeah, yeah no, that's nothing. And better yet, pay for it. Yeah. You're not stealing it. You're not downloading it. You're literally just, you're paying for the book. And what's even more damning and ridiculous about it is that digital sales, there's no discount. It's all the same price, which is, that has you know, always irritated me, but it also it, applies to movies. Yep. It also applies to video games. I'm like, ugh. If oh, you would discount it by a dollar, I would I would be like, oh, well, I save a little money. After my 10th the- movie, I've got a coffee, you know? Yeah, right. With the comic book thing, I at least it's just one-to-one. With movies and video games, it's like, oh, I'm getting charged a convenience fee to use the internet to order my thing. Like, screw you. That is, that. that's a punishment. Yeah. That's like a tax. Uh, but when it comes to the, this, at the very least, you can use that data and you don't have to worry about the reference point because it's like, oh, well, the reason why it's not nearly as high is because, you know, we we heavily discount digital sales. No, they're, they're one-to-one. A, a digital book is four ninety nine, same as a physical book. I don't know what I'm paying all that extra money for. <laughs> like, and, I, I, and all you can really justify it as is a convenience fee. It's just like the, it's, the convenience fee has worked into the cost. I mean, if you need to justify it, but they don't. It's just, right. it's just, we're doing it because retailers lost their minds when Comixology showed up, and we appeased them by being like, "We'll charge the same price you do." So at the very least, it's not a total disincentive to go to the comic book store. Well, yeah, no, you're right, and that's what I hate about it. Um, the chat is yeah. saying right now, they're like, "What are you talking about?" The epilogue to flash forward. All it is is at the so if you read 750, and I have this really bad habit of those giant oversized issues, and I don't know about you, Sal, but I I get to because they like to end the first story with alternate covers. Yeah, and I'm like, that's uh, the end of the book, and I stop reading. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, you don't put your story. It's not a post credit scene. This ain't a movie. It's a yeah. comic book. They put like the credits, and then they put this extra shit at the end. So I read yeah. none of the extra storylines in Flash in the Flash Seven Fifty. I just read the main one at the ending. Godspeed's like, let's fight. You know, and I'm like, all right, that's the end of the book. I turn the page, alternate covers. Okay, so the rest of it's like a celebration of a Flash. Cool. You know, right? 
Yeah. Uh, and, so, and, and yeah. And if it's digital, it's even easier to skip because you're just like you're, you're, you click and you're like, all right, I get it. Yeah. With a comic book, you're literally just you can you can actually you feel look that at there's it. a lot more to it. But with the digital, yeah. I'm like, oh, I must have got to the end. So I I just kind of like stop reading it at that point because uh, I, I like our chats also be like, well, it's ten dollars. First off, it was eight dollars. Secondly, that's not out of the ordinary at all for them to charge eight dollars for a special issue that yeah, only has at, 60, 60 pages of real story and then a bunch of artwork. Yeah. No, that's, that's very, they, what well, they charged, uh, I think $8 now. for the Batman 50 issue for the wedding. Yeah. And that was literally nothing but covers back to back to back. Yep. Yep. Or the very least like pinups and inserts. It was just, just art. I mean, which is cool. And if you want that kind of thing, that's great. But like, yeah, you know, so anyway, justify it. Uh, I think it did have a contest page. But either way, what I'm saying is I read the main plot, got to the end of it, was like, all right, I'm good. Um, mm -hmm. And then chat was like, because I tweeted out that we're going to put on Flash Forward's finale today. Uh, somebody was like, are you going to put the epilogue? So for those who are wondering what I'm talking about with the epilogue, all it is is it establishes where Wally West is for Flash fans. So yeah. after the main plot, there's like a Jay Garrick storyline, and then there's a couple more Barry Allen storylines, and then they're like, here's where Wally West is, and he just recaps everything that he's done. That's all it is. Yeah. It's not really an epilogue, even though they call it an epilogue. It's more mm -hmm. just them going, Wally West is now Dr. Manhattan. And what he does is he explains what he learned in the flash forward. The right. timelines are different. And this is not an alternate timeline. The Titans have come back twice and it's weird. And I have the powers <laughs> of Dr. Manhattan. That's all it is. That's yeah. That, that Dr. Manhattan thing sucks. <laughs> I, I will say the portrayal of it in flash forward makes you go, what are they doing with this? The portrayal of it in the epilogue makes a lot more sense. Yeah. No, for me, it's just like, you probably could have gotten away with just making him a new God. Like you didn't have to do the Dr. Manhattan thing. Like that's what made me kind of regret doomsday clock. Cause like it is, is now seeing Wally West have a Dr. Manhattan themed costume. Like you've no, like, Oh, that means, well, like, are we going to see a Rorschach show up in Gotham because they were just so inspired by whatever he was doing? Like, well, so the the reason there is a re the epilogue, I guess, explains this one key point. Yeah. Um, the reason he has the Doctor Manhattan powers is the Mobius chair allows him to know all the current knowledge. Yes. The Doctor Manhattan powers lets him see all the timelines Doctor Manhattan saw. The right. Mobius chair doesn't let him see that. No, but it, you could have literally, it's all made up. So like, what you could have done is add, when Wally West sits down, oh, the, the, you see, the speed force linked with the Mobius chair, and so it allowed him to see multiple timelines. Like, you could have just made something up. You don't need to make a document. <laughs> like, so that's why it bothers fake. you? It, yeah, it bothers me because it's like, you just took more Watchmen. Like, it, it wasn't enough. Well, he doesn't, they don't even name Dr. Manhattan. They just say the he, powers. He has stuff. the logo of him. But they don't name him. They don't get name it. him. We get it. We know what you're doing. <laughs> but I mean, like, whatever. I mean, like, look, I have no vested interest in it, so I'm not worried about it. I like not our good. chat, Arrow Guy. Can't wait for Watchmen 3 by Tom King. <laughs> well, you could basically just take all of Tom King's references to Watchmen and make a little book out of it. <laughs> all I right like so do, do we have anything else to say about how COVID 19 is going to be changing the industry around because uh, I mean, no. everyone says that everyone works remotely in general anyway right exactly the, yeah. the hope is that it will it will inspire every aspect of society and industry to change which i doubt it will but it'd be nice to see um i'm happy to see retailers are like stepping up to the plate and being like here's how we can manage i mean they're doing it because they need to make money well, and that so like, like, going back to what we said earlier, that's what I think is going to be the hardest hit for America on this whole thing. We have no plan in place to take care of people who aren't going to make money. Because no. here's the kicker. You have a job, like, let's say you're a server, okay? Even right. when I used to work as a short order chef, like, YouTube's interesting because I have those times we don't make money. But yep. you know that. The mm -hmm. reason why, even when YouTube was taking off, I considered going back to the military was guaranteed paycheck. Yeah. You know, why do you get some shitty jobs? It's a guaranteed paycheck while you find a better job, you know? Yeah. And it requires like no barrier to entry. It's like, can you pick up this plate and bring it to that table? Go for it. Like, yeah. It's, I mean, like, and there's skill and everything involved. I'm not, I don't want to belittle it, but like, that's why 
everyone goes for those jobs because yeah. like, I can do yeah. it and I can master it. And it's, it, it, you know, it's not a very refined skill. I can just do it. Right. And you make money. That's the point of money. And you make money. And if you want to go do something else, that's fine. If you're happy there, my sister is like a professional server. She loves yeah. being a server. She loves being a bartender. That is what she does. She's got no check coming in for the next 30 days. Yeah. Yeah, and that's not just servers and everything. I mean, like, look at, uh, I mean, well, and we didn't even talk about the movie industry and how, like... Well, let's move into work- that then, because I feel like I feel like this whole episode is going to be COVID-19. <laughs> I hope not, but we'll, 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 we'll focus on that. Yeah, like, the fact that, like, theaters are closed. It, 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 at first, I remember them saying, like, okay, well, we're going to do, like, half capacity. So it's like, so everyone can choose to, to sit far away from each other at the theater. Right. But it's like, no, if you put anyone in a room that's closed with no windows, you're going to infect them. Well, I mean, the thing with the the thing with the movie industry, like, yeah, they're going to do the half capacity. Those are closed circuit rooms with closed circuit air conditioning. Like the whole point of those is to get the best sound, best visuals, not to create like a a a environment where you will get the least sick. Yes, exactly. So yeah, I mean, and speaking of uh, of how it's affecting the movie industry, Bloodshot. Let's go. Let's go. I know you just admitted we should talk about this. Bloodshot is doing horrific. It's the it, worst Vin Diesel movie ever in terms of sales. Yes, yes, it is. I think it. I think it did worse than Babylon AD, which was the worst Vin Diesel movie at the time. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, and you said you saw it. See, I didn't even go. I because did see it. I, I didn't even go to the movie because we had the tickets, and Natalie was like, "I don't want to go to the theater right now," and I'm like, "I can't argue with you." Like, (laughs) no, I, I, I did see it. Uh, I saw it in a crowded theater because like everybody saw it for free. And, uh, let me tell you, like, not only did I, by the way, just, I, I dug it. I was like, Oh, like, this is, this is as good as a bloodshot movie could ever get. Like way to go. Uh, I wish it was white the whole time, but he's not, you know, obviously. All right. Let me Um, ask you about that real fast. Two seconds segue into the movie itself. Sure. Um, Yeah. How much of white bloodshot did we get? I know that sounds very racist, but you know what I mean? You know who bloodshot is. You get, you get white, uh, for, you get, okay. They cheat to get a white bloodshot scene in the beginning. He, how he, he crashes a flower delivery truck, not flowers like cake flour. <laughs> so he's covered in cake flour. So he looks kind of like bloodshot. And I'm like, the scene is actually really like well executed. Like it's well choreographed and it's fun and shot. Cool. But also like, oh my God, you just covered him in cake flour to try and cheat the white effect. Lame. Did it work? Then, it, the scene is really cool. So it's like, I don't care. Plus you get all those like, goo, like slow motion. Oh man, there's particles <laughs> in the air and people are getting their faces blown off. That's, and it, it is cool. It's admittedly cool, but it's also like, if you're thinking about it in terms of, they clearly couldn't make him white right away. I know we'll just cover him in flour. That then it's kind of like silly. But I wonder then, if I wonder if early on that was the nod to the actual bloodshot, right? And, and they then, weren't going to CG the white bloodshot at all. <laughs> that would be amazing. I feel like it might be because the only time you get white bloodshot is there is a pointless CG fight at the end, like it, it's a superhero. It be, it's a it's an action movie about a guy, like, and it's actually kind of like clever. And it's it's like a it's like a send off slash like meta reading of the like action movie character, like a guy who's like, I'm a lone wolf and I do this thing, and my wife was killed, so I'm gonna go kick ass and take names, and nothing's gonna stop me. Like I've seen that story a thousand times. Right. I mean, that is the I mean, just watch every Expendables or every it's Rambo or e- it's every movie. <laughs> movie and he and he's that and like guy pierce is like i didn't really believe there was a guy who really could actually i didn't never believe that was could that could be real but you actually are that because every time we make you do it you go you go full ham and i'm like that's kind of clever like i really enjoyed that but at the end so that's like the whole that's like a meta plot like they were like we never thought this movie thing would exist but you do it every single time Yes. Okay, I get what you're saying. The way you say Guy Pierce, I thought it was like an interview with him, and I'm like, why wouldn't he assume the movie would? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> he's 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 like the he's like the head of, uh, of right, right. He's the main villain. Yeah, he's like, no. But like, so you got that, and then at the end, they were like, oh, right, it's a superhero movie. So like, a couple of guys put on some some bad guy stuff, and they fight him, and he has to go full bloodshot, and 
that and all all the CG is that fight where he becomes full bloodshot and he fights him and he's full bloodshot the whole fight okay. all the way to the end. Does and it look good or is it cooler yeah. in the flower? You know what? Uh, well, I mean, like the the flower is more stylized, but the fight is what you want from a bloodshot. It's it's what you'd expect from a bloodshot movie that was from the last two eras of bloodshot. Okay. You know what All I mean? right. Like where it's like, he's, he's, he's jumping, he's fighting a guy, you know, he's, he's ripping off like robot appendages, you know, he's, it's, it, it's a, it's a standard CGI fight at the end, but you get to see bloodshot do it. All right. I'll accept you know? it. Yeah, the 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 flower scene. I was like, that sucks, but also like it's so well executed. I'm like, this is you got me there, movie. All right. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. All right, so I did. I yeah. genuinely because I actually it, but... really did want to see it because I like Vin Diesel. Like I right. would watch Vin Diesel be Bloodshot. I was willing to go to that movie even if it sucked just to watch Vin Diesel and and curiosity. I was just wondering if he was going to say family once. Uh-huh. <laughs> Does he say family? I don't think he does. Because he didn't have a family. He has like, he has a wife. That's it. So, um, but it, it would have been better gonna, if he was like, I need to get back to my family. <laughs> yeah, I'm shocked. I mean, Vin Diesel does a good job. It, it, uh, genuinely, it is just like, it's a, it's a send up of an action of, of the action movie genre. And he fits that character perfectly. And I love that. Like he's just he he doesn't he doesn't wink at the camera or make a joke. He's not like a big bunch of crap. He's just he he's doing the thing that his character is supposed to do, and he is along for the ride because like he's not the smartest guy. Right. Okay. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, way to go. All right. Like the the movie is well executed. It's 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 clever and 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 uh, you know they, I feel bad because like you know the trailers reveal there's a twist right and. They're Which it kind of sucks that they did that, but I think they needed uh, to so that you would know there's more to this than Vin Diesel. Well, there, there's straight up there's no B plot. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's like, oh, there's this, and then there's like, but there's also this other thing that happened. No, he's he's bloodshot. He doesn't want to be bloodshot. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, and then he learns to be bloodshot. Like it's just about him being bloodshot. So what about board, um that woman actor, the female actress they had that they made a big deal about? Apparently, she does really good in the role. She's great, is she? and I can't wait to see her in a Marvel movie. <laughs> okay, because you know they're all going to Marvel after this. I know. No, she's she's genuinely cool. Her character's fun. I, I like. Th- here's the thing: the movie is not trying to be anything other than this, right? It's like it's we're doing a Bloodshot movie, and we're doing it as best as we can with the restrictions that are in, that are in place. Right. So. Cause like we can't do the Valiant cinematic universe because like we sold off all the rights, to the other characters, uh, we can't make references to anybody else. So that's done. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, and for whatever reason, I can't have a shirt with a big red circle on it. Okay. Here's what we do instead. And Wait, she's why great. can't he use the, the shirt with a big red circle on it? I, I'm just saying he doesn't have it. Like he doesn't oh. wear a shirt with a red or a circle on it. Instead, it's more like the nanites like all congest into his chest, right? Like so, it's like when they're going into overload, it gets red like the Bloodshot logo, and that's why he's white because like all the blood because his blood is the nanites. His blood leaves the rest of his appendages, so he's white. I mean, that's why he goes red in the middle. Yes, but that sounds like a very convoluted way to make him white. Well, they don't explain that. I'm just saying that's what happens. Like, <laughs> the, oh. the, and there's nothing convoluted about this movie except like for the details, which they don't bother to explain to you. So don't worry about the movie trying to get smart. It doesn't. Okay. Um, but she's great. Uh, and, and she has a very simple like power ability, whatever. And it's fun and cool and it works. I, I, I really enjoyed it. She's great. What she was her like, power? Her power is like she she was like an Olympic swimmer or something like that. And she like lost her ability to breathe or she was going to b- die. It doesn't matter. I don't remember, but like she has like, <laughs> just the way you said she, it. It's like, whatever. But she has like this enhancement where like she breathes through a hole in her chest, but it allows her to like be able to hold her breath like indefinitely. So like, you know, she can go through toxic environments without having to worry about like getting killed. She can breathe under, she can, she can, she can do Chai, tai Chi underwater. You know, she does all kinds of cool stuff. Okay. But it's all breath related. Um, and she's also like 
Black Widow where she can kick ass and fight you. All right. So yeah. overall, you would say check out the movie when it goes to on demand probably next week. Definitely. I mean, like if you if you can pay here's the thing. If you want more Bloodshot, if you want a Valiant Universe, like you got to see it. Uh, I wouldn't. You can't see it now, but if you can see it at VOD, definitely. I mean, like even if you were like, huh, I, I want to kind of see this Bloodshot movie. Lol, check it out. Like because it's actually kind of a fun watch. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like I I I was actually I saw it in the city for free, and I was like. And this is when we weren't sure how bad COVID was going to get. I was like, I'm going to take the gang to go see this. Like, I want to see what they think. Right. Like, I was going to pay to see it. Um, and then, you know, they took it away from me. Like, I, I, I can't. <laughs> but, so, okay, uh, back to the house is affected. COVID's affected it, though. So, nobody can go to the yeah. movies now. So, it didn't open no. well at all. Because before they were shutting things down, people were already scared by the time Bloodshot yes. came out. It was already pretty bad. Uh, not in the theater I went to go see it, but again, they didn't pay to see it. It was like one of those previews. Right, right. So, so but they would pack theater for an <coughs> IMAX screening, um, but they didn't pay to see it. So, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah, the theaters are closed uh, and Hollywood's responding. I mean, look at Disney. I mean, we could, we could literally segue from the fact that New Mutants is a cursed movie that we'll never see in our lifetime. Oh my god, it's never coming out, dude. <laughs> we're never gonna see New Mutants. Just release it on VOD. What are you doing? I I'm, wait I'm still waiting for them to just push back uh, freaking Black Widow at this point. Oh, uh, they really need to. If they, What I guarantee they're waiting on with the Black Widow pushback right now, if they could get this cleared up by the time Black yeah. Widow comes out, it will be the Everyone. biggest movie. because No one will have gone to a movie in two months. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ab apparently they did delay it. I don't remember how much, but like it did get a delay, like the rest. Black of Widow did. Did Black Widow did as well? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, unfortunately, but uh, but yeah, I would be. It would, oh. Well, because right now, so here's the thing. This is bringing yeah. us back to the COVID nineteen. All right. these changes and everything that's happening, people need to make them because a lot of people are like, oh, it's gonna be over in a couple of weeks or whatever. No, they're they're predicting th three to six months of yeah. like. Everything being different. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> right. No, it, it's, yeah. It's like, exact. yes, in two, three weeks, we're going to go back to restaurants opening and things like that. And what they're hoping for is that everyone's going to be a little bit more aware of this now and stop going out and doing everything in your normal life yeah. and make adjustments. And if nobody does, they're going to shut down the States again. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's interesting is what's, what, what's worse is if they don't, where they're like, okay, we know what our bottom line will look like if we do a full shutdown and we can't afford to do it twice in a year or ever again. Yeah. Like look at Disney and universal. They closed California. They closed Orlando. They closed universal. Like all the parks are closed. Disney closed. Disney world closed twice before once because there was a hurricane that threatened to knock the whole goddamn place down. The other time was nine 11. Yeah. No, it, they've never That's done it. this before. And now it's closed and they're closed. Like, I don't know what the intake is for Disney at the parks, but I know that like it's I read the somewhere plum. it's two hundred million dollars a day, right? And they're closed for a month. That is a lot of money. I, I read an article on CBR, which you know, take that with a grain of salt, where they were like, Disney is going to be so screwed after this that Apple's going to buy Disney. I could see that, right? And I'm like. Yeah, if they're losing $200 million a day from what is it both parks or is it one park? It's both parks, everything, because they're both in okay. heavy spots. Yeah, like we're talking $200 million a day for 30 days. Uh, I, I don't even have the numbers in front of me. I'm sure it's very easy math to do. Uh, you know what? Here we go. I'm just going to do it. Screw it. This is the, this is the kind of show we're doing. I mean, the whole show is one, just two, more off-the-cuff discussions about how things are changing right now. Yep, times 30 is six billion dollars <laughs> it's yeah. funny too like because i'm getting a lot of phone calls from all of our business partners and stuff and they're all dealing with their own versions of not having any income or things like that happening right and yeah. a lot of them are like so how's your business doing i'm like my business is to make content on the internet i work yeah, from I'm home okay. and everyone's <laughs> stuck watching me yeah. <laughs> right no it's i mean and the problem is well and what's great is you know, normally, like, let's say if you're like a movie reviewer, you might be kind of feeling the pinch. But if you're a comic book reviewer, well, I mean, you know. And most of my stuff loads. is off of old storylines everywhere. Anyway, so unless Same they deal. stop making comics today. 
Well, and they go back and remove the last 80 years of them. Oh, like, like, in trouble. <laughs> We're okay. You know, yeah. Mopey like, Ben, this is my prime time. Like, I'm not... It's it's weird because I say that and I feel like, oh, I'm a capitalist taking advantage of like a really bad situation. Like, I'm not. I mean, just, I am, but yeah. <laughs> well, I am, but like unintentionally, it's just my job doesn't involve me leaving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just looking at the numbers. I mean, like for all domestic parks and resorts, Disney earns about $16 billion a year in revenue and about $2 billion from profit. Okay. Uh, According to Cora, the Magic Kingdom makes in a day seven point five million dollars a day in revenue. Okay, so it's a little off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's for one of them. That's for the Magic Kingdom. Okay, so yeah, maybe to combine all of this stuff. So multiply it by two. Because you gotta think all the resorts are gonna be down. Yeah, that's oh. fifteen million dollars combined. No one's those going there companies. right now. It's not like I'm like, yeah. this is my time. Well, they're closed. They I can't even go there. Well, that's yeah. the kicker too, because when this all started, you saw all the tweets like the millennials, the boomers are all freaking out. They're all going to hiding out, and all the yeah. millennials are like, screw that. I'm getting cheap flights everywhere. Like, right, everything closed. Yeah, you're not going anywhere. And I'll <laughs> even I'll even admit, like, I we were taking precautions here. We were. But and I asked this, I'm like, is the country overreacting or am I underreacting? Because I'm looking at it as this is a flu. We need to say protect the elderly. We need to protect mm-hmm. the immune compromise. I'm all for that. But I yeah. don't need to shut down every single thing of my day-to-day life. And the right. government's like, no, you do. It's all right. it's all over. Well, I mean, the government is also made up of older people who can be immediately affected by the virus. So they're going to take it a little more seriously. The fact is, like, the vi- if you get it or if I get it, we'll be uncomfortable for yeah. a couple of days i'll and lay in we'll bed be... i'll put out a couple funny tweets yep and i'll exactly. catch up on westworld <laughs> right. but like i could kill my parents <laughs> well no and i agree with that like uh, that's why like i was kind of i, I guess i was having it because like so we didn't we didn't go get any supplies for any of this stuff uh-huh and like and we're like, just like what is wrong with people they're getting like all this toilet paper and all this stupid toilet shit. paper is a, is a problem they're all like, freaking out for no reason and it got to the point where as they as they shut down la but they shut it right. down i was i hit up houston and i'm like yo we got to go to the store like everyone's yeah. buying everything we need to go get like two weeks worth of fucking canned goods man well yeah here in jersey when they instated the the curfew where they're like after 8 p.m you can't be out like you can't go out right i, I was like Oh, I didn't know yeah. they had a curfew over there. Yeah. Yeah. There is a literal curfew. You can't be out after eight. I was wow. like, I was How like, are okay. they enforcing that's more my question though. Uh, they're not. I think the reality is like everything has to be closed by eight o'clock. Like all restaurants, all stores. All, okay. Like, so you bars, give people everything. no reason to go out, but if you're so, yeah. working and need to get home, like you're not going to get pulled over. They're not going to pull you over. You're like, and we're somebody's going to be like, show me your papers. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, but, but the curfew is like, everything's, everything's done by eight. I love it because it's like, yeah, it's eight because of course, like that's when everyone's in bed who could die from this disease. <laughs> <laughs> that's when they're like, all up. The rest of us are staying up playing Call of Duty. <laughs> right, exactly. Which is why <laughs> Discord is shit and why like uh, Steam has the most users on the planet ever, ever. Oh, like, dude, I'm so annoyed. So in standard fashion, when we, now that we're doing this old school weekly poll style, I have yeah. World of Warcraft up here and I'm doing all this, right? And I'm just running yeah. dailies. I can't do the dailies. There's so many people on I'm just too many people. I'm competing with like 20 people for everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's where the crowding is. The real crowding is online in the MMOs. Yeah, I know. That's everyone doing dailies. They all have the same idea I did. It's the middle of the day. I have nothing else to do. Let me run my dailies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, uh, like, it's, I don't know. It's so weird. It's, it's affecting everything. And Black Widow has been pushed back. You know, YouTube, I hate to say it, we're doing really well right now because everyone's watching the content. Right. Um, so I'm putting out more videos than ever at the moment. Like, I'm like, well, I'm stuck at home. I'm about to record a bunch of shit. I'm working yeah, on right? EM videos right now, but I can't have the staff here. So it's like old school EM, which I'm kind of like yeah. liking. I'm kind of liking that old school grind again. You're right. It's, I don't know. It's such a weird situation we're in now, Sal. I know. What other what other topics do we have that aren't COVIDs? Because I feel like we're okay. talking about COVID forever. <laughs> uh, the possible theory that the designer from the Batman run from James Tynan the Fourth is uh, actually Moriarty. I don't. What? what okay, I'm not the designer. I, yeah, what, what would that matter? It's just hey, 
Sherlock Holmes is in canon in the DC universe, and Moriarty was a real villain, and Batman's got to fight Moriarty. Like, okay, all right, I could, that's kind of neat. I, I, th- that's kind of my overall reaction. That's neat. Right. <laughs> neat. Uh, Scott Snyder. This is actually a topic. I, I actually like this one. Scott Snyder reveals that death metal was affected by the changes at DC, which is, i.e., the deal leaving or being fired, and turned it into a much bigger event than it was originally planned. Uh, you know what that sounds to me? 5G's getting bumped, and they're like, DC Metal sold, Scott. You well, want you want to do the big event to get us back on track? You want I, I, if you want to play devil's advocate and 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 play with the uh, with the theories here, you know, because there was the big quote from Bleeding Cool, which of course was unsubstantiated, and that's why it's hearsay. And I don't want to give him any credence, but here's the thing: they were saying that like the deal was fired for fostering a poor work environment. Right. Scott Snyder did release a tweet expressing his condolences to Dan DiDio about 12 hours after everybody else did in which he said, we had arguments a lot, but I respect him as a creator, which sounds to me like a very diplomatic thing to say. Right. Sounds to me also like D like death metal might have been forced originally to be a, a, a platform for 5g to launch. Right. So it's like mm. originally Snyder's like, I want to do this death metal thing. And that'll probably be my swan song for DC. And Didio's like, can you also end it where everyone gets old and 5G happens? And he be- and Snyder's like, no, I'm Scott Snyder. I don't have to fucking do anything you say. <laughs> and here, that's the and that's the that's the headbutting. And now he's like, ooh, Didio's gone, and no one wants to do 5G anymore. How about this? Death metal actually is a crisis, and kaboom. I have a theory related to that. Okay, let's hear what it. What if 5G is now going to be turned... Like, it, it's too much in going for it to not just go out the gate. Their money spent, creators were paid, art is drawn. Like, right. at least some... It, I think but, they should but drop here's, the here's game, my idea. Here's my... Yeah. What if they just turn it into a convergence that leads to when Metal ended and we had eight new books of new heroes? Right. What if, what if it's now a six-issue miniseries that ends with... Uh, Luke taking over as Batman, but Batman himself is on another adventure. And we're just going to have both books now. Yeah. I think that's the smartest idea you could take because you get to keep the the, the talent you brought in to do these new initiatives. Right. You keep the audience that's already built in that's not going to want to read those things. Or maybe, better yet, they might be more willing to give them the shot because you didn't throw away the thing they were already here to buy. Well, that was my biggest complaint when Marvel did this very similar thing. You got rid of everything that I would have gotten instead. I'm not saying that this was a terrible idea. I'm saying you you had to give me something that I recognized so that I like as a comic book consumer that my, my normal mainstay, that was my, I feel safe. I feel safe. Because, oh, my comics aren't changing. But when Marvel changed everything, At once, that created yeah. the problem. Exactly. Now, they, I, I think that all new, all different Marvel could have actually been really successful if they had portioned it out and stretched yeah. it out over a period of time as opposed to just being like, this, 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 this. And like, everybody, ha, ha, ha. Like, and, and being like, get over it. You know, like, just... You got to deal with the changes we want to give you. Right. Like, you're going to love it. Trust me. And it's like, and they didn't get new creators to work on those books. Right. You know, they didn't like bring in new talent. They just had the old talent bring in new characters, which is the worst thing you could do. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I would love to see that because I think that also is a, that allows the audience to accept or enjoy those stories and those characters. And it might give them more hope to extend. Hey, yeah. maybe one day people love Luke Fox so much as Batman that he does replace Batman for a little while. We have another Nightfall or something, and he, and he takes over. Like, who knows? But or you do least, just Luke not... Fox, but you don't do all the characters. Right? Yeah, hey, maybe Batman retires, but Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, everybody else is still themselves. Right, yeah, you, or, and then you rotate who's changing up now. Batman retires, and then when, you know, when Batman inevitably comes back, Superman retires. You exactly. know, Jod takes over. You know, like yeah, yeah, you get a little bit of crossover. You get oh, a little overlap, let me word this as Tevye, they... one of our fans' words it, and, and then Jonathan Kent Superboy takes over. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, he must be very excited for DC East too, because Jonathan and Superboy is Superman now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other topic was uh, Thor four gives us Galactus in his most powerful form, a god of hunger, as well as the arrival of the Black Winter. Isn't the Black Winter the thing that killed the DC universe in their version of it? 
Oh. Yeah, that's know. the thing that killed the DC universe. I'm not oh. I'm not really current on Thor right now. Oh, the thing oh the yeah, in issue two? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cool. <laughs> uh sometimes I really he, love when you jump in. <laughs> uh, that's it. I mean that's all I have to say about that. Cable number one. Uh cable number one brings back an old cosmic Marvel team when Cable finds a sword in the front of a Krokoan beast, the Space Knights. So Cable is not only they're gonna transition him. This is, a, this is the sword he's going to get that's going to transition from Ten of Swords. Uh, and also, hey, the Space Knights are back. Or at the very least, Cable has a Space Knight sword. You know what? I can't go anywhere. I'm excited about Ten of Swords now. <laughs> <laughs> I have right? nothing else to do with my time but read X-Men. <laughs> Neat. I'm going to read uh, all of Necessary Evil from Power Rangers. But we'll talk, we'll talk about it. I want to end with what are you going to do now that we're stuck at home. But okay, so what right. else you got? Uh, uh, DC revealed... Art from A Death in the Family, the alternate ending where Jason Todd lives. Uh, we've seen that cover, but we've seen that that page before. Yes. They you they recolored the Jim Aparo art and published it. I think it was an infant crisis when Superboy Prime punches reality. Um, I will say, I clicked Dan's link for that. And in Dan's defense, that is a very, from it's from CBR, right? Yeah. Yeah. It CBR normally is, it okay. Does anyone know the, the the stupid clickbait stuff that's like, you won't believe what was said at a wedding? And it's uh-huh. like, so so Sally started her day thinking like it was going to be any other day. And then uh. you go to page two and it's like, any other day like her wedding. And then you page three, and it was yeah. her wedding on that day. Like that kind of an article? Yep. That's the CBR article. I'm yeah. not even joking. So I opened it up because I'm like, it's CBR. And Dan gave me a, a very viable thing. You know what I mean? Like it's a very viable topic. Yeah. Um. And what basically happened is I clicked it and it was nine pages. And so it's like, okay, so yes, you're going to get the story of Jason Todd and how he's and what he's actually doing. Like here's the alternate. So page one, Jason Todd was known as the red hood and he was, you know what? I'll even uh, click it. Hold on. I am going to click uh, it. Uh, CBR. No, this, yeah. Uh, Jason Todd alternate cover. I'm going to, I'm going to pull it up. You got to, you got to see this. Yeah. Um, there it is. So I clicked this and it's a start now. Okay. Mm-hmm. They have the original pages on there. So you can see the pages of the alternate, right? What yeah. He was going to, and then if you hit start now, it goes into a, and, it, and it's a CBR alternate death too long. Did not read. It's a nine page spread. Jason Todd is best known as the second Robin next page. Yeah. Though nowadays he goes by red hood. Third page. His, his most infamous moment was being beaten to death by the Joker. Fourth page. Recently, art has surfaced from DC's archives that show an alternate ending to the tale. Fifth page. Yeah. In this alternate ending, Jason would have lived, though he'd be in a coma. Sixth page. <laughs> Ironically, the Red Hood was the former alias of the Joker. Next page. Jason Todd would later be resurrected and leads the team such as the Outlaws. Next page. He's also portrayed by Curran Waters in Titans. <laughs> cool. They, they, they're going that route's my point. Like, yeah. wow, CBR, no. you went to shit. Oh, I didn't read anything of that. I just looked at the pages and was like, cool. Yay. Uh, and it is cool because they do actually show you the original pencils yes. and I think inks from that page. Um, and it's kind of neat because if you're a big Batman fan and you remember this moment forever, you're like, oh, and you get to see like the actual Jim Starlin text. And you get to see like him thinking about how like Batman's kicking himself because he feels bad about how he's like has to protect his secret identity, even though this boy's in a coma. And I'm like, that's really cool. Like, yeah. that's more than we've ever seen before. And I, I like the because- chat. Signs that Benny has way too much time in his hands. We're stuck at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry. Well, that's cool. I'm, I, I love that. I think that's really cool. I also think I, I but I think it's funny that they were like, there's more, but we're only going to show you this. There's another page. We're going to show you a panel from that page. And I'm like, so you're going to wait. You're gonna release more later, huh? Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna drop this over the next few few years. What screw you? When did things like CBR and when did this become a thing where you put one sentence per page to just slam well, it with ads? I assume BuzzFeed. <sighs> but did, but like it, it, this the articles aren't even structured as proper sentences anymore, so that they no. could break them up. <laughs> yep. No, it's horrible. I, like I they'll reword the it. same sentence three times and move on. Yeah. Um, Avengers 32 at the end page has Namor calling for Phoenix to come back to earth. Uh, that's kind of a mind bender because like 
so wait, Hickman's actually working with Aaron or is Aaron just going to do <laughs> Phoenix and not care about what's going on with Phoenix? With, no, with I, X-Men? I think it's more Aaron's going to do whatever he wants with Phoenix. That's exactly keep, right. Keep in mind, Aaron has already done whatever he wants with Ghost Rider and there's a Ghost Rider book and they <laughs> don't reflect. Okay. Oh, they don't. God. Yeah, you're right. Damn keep it, in mind, don't... keep in mind, Aaron already used Blade on a vampire civil war that we'll probably never hear about again. No. Nope. Keep in mind that Aaron has already done Celestials and destroyed the planet and no one's touched it. Oh yeah, he killed all the Eternals, didn't he? And then and there's gonna be a movie. Yep. So what are you doing? Keep in uh, mind, he's currently got a Tony Stark that is the son of the devil. Oh my god. And Tony Stark in, is not alive in his years. book. He's not alive in his book. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, Arno Stark's in charge, and in Aaron's book, Tony Stark's in a million years in the past or some freaking nonsense. <laughs> That's, this is why I dropped Avengers long ago. I was like, no, I can't. He's this not, not he, like, he's, he's just, he's, he's pulling a Bendis. He's ignoring everything else going on to tell his story. I'm sure he's just like, well, yeah. And, and it's very much a Bendis where he's just like, well, Bendis didn't care. Nobody cared. According let, to Dan, let, they connected the Dracula stuff, the Russian stuff, the Atlanta stuff, and America's Avengers in this issue. To himself. Yeah, but he's, yeah, he connected it to himself, though, right, Dan? Like, he didn't connect. Like, we don't get a reference to, oh, yeah, the Tony Stark thing. The, this is after Iron Man 2020. You know, the current giant right. crossover event over in Iron Man where he's yeah, dead. He's officially dead. <laughs> right. They're, they're not, they're not, uh, Aaron isn't meeting with Dan Slott about what they're going to do in Fantastic Four and Iron Man, is he? Uh, and he's talking to, like, I guess, is it Brisson writing a ghostwriter? I don't remember. But it doesn't matter. Point is, moving on. Uh, the last well, no, one that, was... that blows my mind because I'm actually oh, yeah. liking. I, have you been reading Iron Man 2020? Uh, 2020, no. I uh, I caught well, up on it. You know, yeah. being stuck at home, it's right. really good. Actually, okay, really I'll good. check it out. I know you're on the fence about Dan Slott, but the first 20 issues of Iron Man, other than like a weird lackluster story in the middle, they were good yeah. in the end. It resolved pretty mm -hmm. well. Iron Man 2020, I thought was going to be horrible, but it's really good. Cool. All right, I'll check it out. And the current cliffhanger is really good too. So. Yeah. I'm down. Uh, Tom Taylor reveals that he has tons of plans for DC since its inception. And because it sold well, we're going to get a lot more of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we got Fine by the me. Unkillables <laughs> and Deceased to Dead Earth. So what's yeah. next? I mean, the reality is if Sean Gordon Murphy is going to get an imprint out of White Knight 2, there's no way we're not going to get a Wait, Taylor an imprint out of that. He got an imprint. There's going to be a White Knight universe. They're calling. He's calling it the Murphyverse, where there's going to be spinoffs about all these characters in this own universe written by other people. I will give him credit, though. His universe is incredible. Oh, I love it, but I only really love it because it's by him. Yeah, like, well, how much oversight is he going to have is going to be my question. Uh, well, apparently he's going to have story consultant on everything. It's For me, it's more like even the parts that dragged for White Knight 2 are worth buying because you got Murphy's art. Oh yeah, your art makes up but, for it all. But if you got somebody else drawing it and somebody else writing it, then what the hell am I even reading this for? I I I, I think it's a really cool idea, and obviously DC's going to do that. It makes the most sense. But like, I'm I'm hesitant. But I I would be like, if they're making a Murphy verse, there's no way you're not getting a Taylor verse. There's no way Tom Taylor's not getting a whole friggin' DC's imprint. Because you yeah. know he's doing he he's he wrote that spinoff book with uh with Mister Miracle. He's writing DC's too. I think he's writing Unkillables too. Yeah, so he's like, writing them all. He's writing them all. You know that like everybody over there is like, I'd like a crack at DC's. Like I want to do a spinoff. It's finally DCs. their Marvel Zombies, but I personally feel like they're doing it better. Like if Marvel Zombies didn't go down the freaking rabbit hole of insanity, what yeah. if it, like if they just kept it with the original crew? Instead of yeah. trying to be like, and here's how Ghost Rider was a zombie. That doesn't make sense, Marvel. <laughs> no, it's a skull. Marvel zombies. Marvel zombies also like for me, it was very mean spirited. It was Kirkman being like, ah, look at all these stupid characters that you love. Look at them do horrible, monstrous things. Whereas like Taylor is actually trying. He has he has a glimmer of hope and he has reverence for some of these characters where he's like, I want to see these characters succeed at yeah. the end. And I like that. Like that. That for me makes me more tethered to DCs than Marvel Zombies ever was. Oh no, I agree uh, with you there because he's treating them properly, not just being like, "Wouldn't it be cool if Spider-Man swung on his veins?" <laughs> right, or like ate uh, his aunt. How you many know, like, veins do you think he has? <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, but as far as that's concerned, those are all the topics. So like, all right, I was just looking yeah. at it myself to see what's left on it. All right, yeah, so yeah. then we've, let's wrap up this episode by me asking you a question, Sal. First off. 
I do want to state everybody who watches. I know it's a little off the wall, off the rails today. Uh, next week's episode will probably be very similar to this, where we just record in the office like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will. Uh, it'll probably be more on point because I feel like. I don't know. Actually, I don't even know because everything's shut down. There might be zero news and it's just us talking about what we did for the quarantine. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find out. Hopefully there's more news, but we did. We, I mean, because we really like, we, we really covered the, the COVID influence on the industry and even the movie industry. So Yeah. Well, and so I want to ask you, now that you're stuck here, what books are you going to personally catch up on? Because I oh, opened man. up a bunch. I'm like, I'm going to catch up on my current stories. And then I think I'm going to read these two Assassin's Creed ones that I've been waiting on reading. I think I'm going to catch up on the necessary evil plot for Power Rangers before we cover it on the channel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I got to catch up on books for back issues. And there's a ton that I want to really, like, get into. But as far as new books go, I mean... You know what's funny? I skipped Wolverine. I just never, I just never found a chance to read it. So I got to pick up the new Wolverine and read I that. Think I read that right? It was. I, I picked up. I read the first two pages. I'm like, this is a little boring. If it, is, if I did I'll read it, read. it's forgettable. But I got to read Wolverine. Uh, I, I got to check out more. Um, oh man, I don't know. I, I guess I'm definitely going to read Iron Man 2020. Yeah, yeah, you got, you got to catch up on it. Have you read one through twenty? No. Okay, then read that first because 2020 okay. makes very little sense when you when you see what's going on if you don't know how it all happened. Yeah. Um, read 1 through 20. Skip over the uh, crossover event with uh, War of the Realms. Okay. That doesn't matter at all. It's just a okay. fun thing where he fights a dragon. That's all that is. Right. <laughs> uh, I got to read – I got to I gotta catch up on Immortal Hulk. That's one of my like, major oh, things. Dan said it. it's so bad right now. Really? Yeah. I hear it's amazing. What's well, it – I liked the idea of his father being the green door, the devil, and all they've done recently is him trying to take over the world through stock market crashes and social media. <laughs> right on. Okay. Yeah, it's a completely different story than what started this. Yeah. Um uh, and I and I guess I because I really loved Annihilation, I skipped out on Annihilation Scourge. I should read that as well. I want to see how that turned out because it's over. You know, it was like it was such a flash in the pan. It was it, that's like, exactly it. I heard nothing come out of that. Yeah, so I'll yeah, I'm I'm gonna watch it like or I'm gonna read it. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Immortal Hulk is a big one for me. Uh, everyone's asking that they're saying they want to catch up. What issue should they skip? Of what? What are you asking for, Dimitra? Because now's the time to ask, guys. You want to catch up on a book? I'll help you out. Right? <laughs> I, maybe Immortal Hulk, but uh... Immortal Hulk was great till thirteen. Uh, I'd say until about issue twenty. Hmm. When, whenever he got super intelligent, like he combined the efforts of Devil mm. Hulk and like Banner into one element, I think that was between 20 to 22. That's when it went a different direction because now Devil Hulk's plans are going into place and they right. involve tanking uh, rocks on stock and get blasting them on social media. And I'm like, very, very different Hulk story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess I want to catch up on uh, the the Morrison run on Green Lantern. I just, just I want to know what everybody's talking about. Yeah, I probably should read that finally. I got to issue five, then I just ignored it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's what. How many how many issues are the old are, are the first run? Twelve on the first. I think it was twelve on the Dark Stars, or was it six on the Dark Stars? I think stars? it's six on Black Stars. Yeah, Black Stars, and then it goes back yeah. to Green Lantern again. Right. Okay. Then there we go. Yeah, that'll be easy enough. Um, so we'll do that. And I guess I need to contextualize Absolute Carnage because I read Absolute Carnage and enjoyed it, but I I, I have I skipped out on Venom. So I got to read all the Venom stuff. Oh, Venom stuff's so important. And right now he's on an island. <laughs> yeah, I hear right now is not a good time for Venom, but otherwise it's okay. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, so how about you? What do you what do you got to catch up on? Well, like I said, I'm going to catch up Power Rangers. Um, I, ca- I, ca- I caught up on most of my normal books I read that I fell okay. behind on because of the Chicago trip. Yeah. Um, I read a lot of books on the Chicago trip. Uh, I want to <laughs> catch up on Red Sonia and Conan, too. I fell behind on both oh. of those. Well, uh, Co- Tiffany is a huge Conan fan by Aaron. Uh, she could not recommend that book enough. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I love it. It is so good. Uh, and and uh, what's it called? Duggan on Conan. I think he wrote Savage Sword for a while. Yeah. That's also excellent. Yeah, I want to catch up on all those things. I think I'm just going to have a big comic book day. Like, the, so Because for the last two weeks, I've been playing Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy, which is great. But now now we're stuck at home, and I'm like, well, I got, I'll play Call of Duty, World of Warcraft. And I'll read comics. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, yeah, what, even when I'm playing video games, like it's like after a while, I, my eyes just 
cross and I'm like, I can't, or like, I'll be like, great. I'll edit nonstop. I'll edit all day and I'll, I'll do, I'll spend like an eight to 12 hour day just cutting shows. And then I'm like, I got to stop looking yeah. at a screen for a day. Like <laughs> it's not exactly. worth it. So, so yeah. all right, well, let's go ahead and close out this episode of Absolute Comics. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to see the show continue, please consider subscribing right here on Twitch or going to patreon.com slash comic pop, patreon.com slash comic story, where you get early access, unedited versions of this podcast before it goes live on YouTube. Uh, with every trip canceled, I'm pretty sure we're going to have a pretty consistent schedule until probably <laughs> New York Comic Con. Uh, I agree. I'm waiting for them to cancel that at this point. I mean, it's October. I feel like they'll wait probably until the summer. I do find it, quick on that note real fast, I do find it brave that Emerald City already rescheduled. I know. Good for them. Yeah. So we'll probably be doing that one at the end of July, or it's end of August, end of August. But, I mean, they okay. did plan it way out. But Yeah, yeah, they did. Either way, you're going to have us pretty consistent now, guys. We're done with the trips. Everything, no one's going anywhere. And we're going to be reading a lot of comics. So we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> if you're watching Damn this right. live on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash comic story, and we're subbing, we'll support Sal through these tough times of not being able to leave his house. He's got to buy bread from the bread man. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that bread man. Um, he, don't forget, we will be going live on Thursday with a uh, quarantined version of Comics Experiment. <laughs> <laughs> where we'll be talking about COVID-19 and its effect on the movie industry probably nice so, That's a good topic yeah I hope you guys enjoyed uh, stick around if you're watching us live we're gonna do a post show have a yeah. good